Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar on YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said... Let's get this episode started. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the From the Shadows podcast. I am your host, Shane Grove, and with me is the very loyal and always on time super producer, Jason. Greetings, everybody. (laughs) And, uh, you know, look, we had a good long run with the judge making podcast after podcast, and he, you know, he had an emergency night that pulled him away, and... We're going to miss him, Jason? Or mm-hmm. <laughs> If you say so. If I say so. <laughs> uh, well, you know, our guest this week 
is how should I put this? She's she's my podcast crush. Yeah, you, you've say, mentioned that many a times. She is my podcast crush. Um, she is uh, uh, a good, you know. She has, she's part of two really cool podcasts: the Booze and Bourbon Podcast and a girl named Whiskey, which I'm excited to, to talk to her about. And we've and and she's our first returning guest, right? Uh, second. Remember, we had Stacy Brown twice there. No, no. Oh no, that was just a continuation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. she is officially our first first returning returning guest. So, Kim from the Booze and Bourbon, a girl named Whiskey, the the TV star, a TV star, Ghost Hunter Extraordinaire, uh, Oak Island expert. Welcome back to the program. Thank you so much. You made me sound a lot cooler than what I really am. But thank you. <laughs> Don't kid you. Come on. Who are you kidding? I mean, modesty it, gets you nowhere. Yeah. My, yeah. Come on. Come on. The 12 or 13 people that listen are going to get done. They're going to get done and they're going to be like, man, I got to go. I got to go find out who she is. You know, how Aww. can I get how can I get an autographed eight by 10? There you go. Oh, yeah, right. The day that I start signing autographs, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's just crazy. So, 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 Kim, I, I mean, I got this list of stuff that we that we could talk about with you. Well, you're the guest. What do you want to talk about first? Well, what, what, what's, well, what's the most exciting thing you got going on right now that you want to talk about? Yeah, there's a lot of excitement going on right now. Uh, I, I honestly, I can't believe that I've left my regular nine to five job to pursue a career in film. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I wake up every day and I'm like, holy crap, I'm actually doing this. And it's about two things that I really love. So I, I'm on two shows. Um, I'm behind the scenes on one and it's called Maritime Museums. So I get to go throughout museums in Nova Scotia and learn about some weird and wacky history that our province has to offer. And then my other show is Haunted, and I'm a production coordinator, so I'm behind the scenes on that too, but I'm also a co-host on that show. So I get to do a lot of uh, investigations, and I also get to do the historical aspect of it too, where I learn about previous hauntings and the weird stories that these locations have to offer. Well, I'm already jealous. Not not only you ain't I'm, kidding me yeah, too. And I mean, not only is she my crush, but now I'm just jealous of just everything she gets. She's got to do. Yeah, you know, because uh, that's just fantastic. To quit, right there. to quit our day jobs and oh, get to go. that would be great, wouldn't oh, it? Man. Doing this full time, exactly. Investigating so and everything. Oh my goodness. So so what's so what is the um, so let's talk about haunted. Okay, because, sure. you know, this is a paranormal podcast and our mm. listeners love that sort of thing. So how and, and you have a really cool paranormal podcast, Booze and Bourbon. And yeah. so how did that how did you go from hosting that sort of podcast to get into ghost hunting? And, you know, what are some of the cool things that have happened to you? Well, um, you know, doing the whole podcasting thing, you really meet a lot of really great individuals and a lot of like-minded people that are within the paranormal community. And one of my friends um, sent me this link on Facebook and she's like, hey, there's a local paranormal group that does a TV show and they're looking for one, maybe two new hosts. Is this something you might be interested in? And I was like, yeah, of course. 
it's totally right up my alley. So um, Jen, who's my co-host for Booze and Bourbon, her and I um, got the opportunity to meet a local producer. His name is Paul Kimball. And uh, we sat down with him and talked to him about what we do on the podcast, what we've always wanted to do, which is more investigating. And so he's like, well, I'm interested to see what you guys have done. And unfortunately, we didn't have a whole lot of video where we're mostly just an audio podcast, but we did have some things to show him. And he was like, yeah, let's try it. So um, from there, it went to production coordination and a part-time gig in season five. Um, I think I was in every episode of season five, whether I actually made it to the screen, not sure. Um, but, uh, and then Jen, I think was there for almost all of them as well. And then we went to season six and we were like full time. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I made the transition, which it seems very simple, but I don't know. It just happened. It was great. (laughs) Well, you know, first off, congratulations. On, on getting to do that, but what? So so look, uh, so I know you can't really. The season six isn't out yet, so you really can't give us too much about what is going to happen. But what were some of the cool, like haunted locations that you guys went to, and did you have any uh, experiences of your own? Yes. So I think Jen had some really crazy experiences for herself in season five. It meant that her and I shared hotel rooms. (laughs) She was like, I cannot sleep by myself after seeing (laughs) that. So she saw a shadow person in season five. It was the very first episode we were a part of. And it was in an orchestra pit of a very historic theater. So that scared the crap out of her. And I'm like, well, when's going to be my time that I see something crazy? Well, crazy stuff happened in season six. Some locations that we went to, I, I mean, I did a little bit of research obviously before we went, but I didn't expect some of them to be as haunted as they were. Um, also psychologically, a lot of these things I had dreams about before we went, which was weird. Um, so that kind of played into each and every episode. Uh, but I, I will say that I didn't, my belief system in the paranormal, I always wanted to say that ghosts couldn't pick up anything and ghosts couldn't physically hurt you. And let's just say I was wrong because some really personal stuff happened to me where I was physically touched, we'll say. Let me ask you, uh, did that happen during the course of filming or uh, was this like on camera? So you had like a natural reaction or was this something that, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have seen some footage of one of the experiences and it was insane. Um, I also never really believed that um, like a Ouija board could be as strange as people say it is. And there was another instance that you don't see on camera. I don't believe if you do, it's a very, very small little portion on the camera, but uh, you definitely see my reaction. And I can say that nothing is really forced. Sometimes we will like replay something or try to reenact something, not as far as the ghost thing goes, but we'll say, Hey, um, while we weren't filming five minutes ago, this happened. I was standing right here. Then Jen said this, then Holly said this, and then this happened. So nothing is ever faked. Um, but yeah, sometimes things are reenacted 
Um, but we never really fake anything. So you do see authentic Kim losing her shit. <laughs> so, so let me ask you, um, how did that make you feel that you, that there was video evidence of what you experienced? Uh, I think if it's possible to make it feel more real, it did. Uh, because what I was feeling, I was like, oh, you know, kind of feels, feels strange. But then to see it happen on camera, you're like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's validated and that's creepy. And I hope that thing doesn't come home with me. And I hope that that thing doesn't do that again. Cause that wasn't cool. Holy. Well, yeah, because if, if, if you experience something, but there's no other evidence, you, you almost can talk yourself out of it really happening. Because, yeah. you know, you can, oh, well, maybe it was this or maybe it was that. Yeah, or you I can start just... justifying it with other things around yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. but I, yes, to, to see the uh, the evidence of what you experienced, it, it probably really has to creep you out a little bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When things get personal is when I really don't like it. Holy moly. Jeez. Well, what, um, what was there any episodes that you were on where some stuff happened to the other people in the show other than, other than Jen that, yeah. uh, that you, that kind of, you were witness to, or you saw, um, you know, firsthand on the, on the tape that just blew your mind. Yeah. Um, there was, we went to this inn that was a very historic home, um, and owned by a very prominent person in Nova Scotia. Um, he's long gone, dead, all that type of thing. And it was a place that we didn't expect to get this kind of activity from. Um, and the second we shut the lights off in that place, just shit started going sideways. And, uh, the first two people that reacted to it was Jen and Holly and, um, they, couldn't breathe. <laughs> so I followed them and I was like, Oh my gosh, I had a camera with them and I'm or with me. And I was like, okay, let's breathe. Let's calm down. Let's regroup. Let's go back to this exact same spot. And when we did something happened to me and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And then there was another experience, um, where there's nine of us in our entire crew. Um, so four people basically are just on camera and then five are like audio, director, DOP, all that kind of stuff. And all nine of us witnessed this one specific thing. And when that happened, it was pretty mind blowing because there's some people on our team that are very skeptical. I would say that the majority of us have a bit of skepticism, but there are a couple of people that are just absolutely like, no, no, not haunted, not feeling it. No, don't, don't know if I really believe in ghosts. And then this happened and we're all like, what? was that and then we just replayed it over and over and over and we're like holy crap what shit's the, real what, what was it what do you think it was can't, you can't oh, is this from season six yeah this is in season oh, six um God, so <laughs> okay don't don't yep, we, i don't, don't want don't you give fired. it away i yep, don't want you don't fired and have to go back to your day job no no i'm just i'm just trying to think of how i can uh possibly describe it i think it might have been evil Oh, okay. my goodness. That sounds intriguing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Only Jason would say that sounds intriguing. <laughs> it does. <by> <laughs> I could just imagine. I mean, it's just being there on set. 
And um, you got people in the group that are yeah, iffy, iffy on whether this is real or not, but they're playing along, and then everybody has an experience, and yet they still have to do their job. Yeah, yeah, we still had to go to bed that night. Yeah, because you guys right. can't just take off running. Yeah, you can't just out leave of the place, can you? Still I mean, you gotta, stay there. you gotta still hang out and <laughs> do the investigation. The worst is if something terrible happens and we're staying at the location overnight. That's the worst. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, then you really don't want to go to sleep. I think it was six thirty the last night that we were all filming and. A lot of people were in my room, and I'm like, okay, guys, I got to go to bed. I'm starting to see the light come up, so I think we're all safe to go to sleep. <laughs> Jeez. Past now, that this, witching hour. Yep. Now, is this yeah. just take uh, – you guys are just investigating places around Nova Scotia? Uh, we've also gone into New Brunswick, but where COVID has kind of shut down our borders and between our provinces, it makes it really difficult um, typically we'll just do the Maritimes. So that would be Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island and New Brunswick. Okay. So, I mean, once now, is this uh, a show that once COVID restrictions are lifted, that you guys are going to go and do a little more traveling and, and that would be awesome. I mean, if I had a say in where we go and our budget had a say in where we go, I would definitely like to go to some really really haunted places within Canada and even in the eastern part of the U.S. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. Because I'd love that. If you guys make it to the eastern part of the United States, there's some guys from a podcast that would gladly come and, you know, and and help with the investigation. Like a celebrity investigator. You can't see my air quotes. Celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get Jerry to go. (laughs) Listen, you're going to ruin it for us, Jason. Oh, she'll it. never come back on the show after that. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so is there anything else you can tell us about about the show or that you, you want to, you know, fill, uh, fill our fans in? I mean, um, I think we kind of talked that it's uh, at this point you got to be in Canada to watch it, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, maybe in the future we will have the ability to stream it. That would be awesome. Um, maybe we'll show up on another network someday. Don't know. But uh, for nice. the time being, I mean, that would see. I'm just talking dreams right now. Right. But uh, that would be incredible. It would be incredible. And if any of our uh, super technically advanced fans out there figure out a way to pirate this show yeah, from the Canadian networks and and have yeah. it have it available for our listening audience. Let let us know. We'll uh, direct everybody to get to watch it because I, I mean I'm dying to get to watch. It. I think it'll be yeah, me too. I'd love to see it, yeah. especially to see uh, uh, these guys screaming, yeah, yelling. Right that that would be great. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not six, faked. It's all real. I love that. Yes. When season six comes out and there's going to be like you know the little the little intro clips and stuff, I'll definitely send those along and post them on social media so you can see a little bit of it anyway. Mm, great, sweet. Sweet, cause, yeah. Because we're all living vicariously through you guys. Just remember that. Just remember. Okay. That. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you say that now, but when you're holding a REM pod and it starts going off and controllable, oh, singing you a song, singing you a song. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god, singing you a song. Yeah. That that then that is not something that I can't disclose. This has happened in previous seasons when I wasn't involved too. 
Oh, wow. Good. You know, as a songwriter, I wonder what kind of uh, royalties. It sounds get. like bagpipes. Do you like bagpipes? <laughs> I can I can see Shane. He's like, wait a minute. I can put some lyrics to that. Keep it going. Good, Keep good. it going. Yeah, good. <laughs> so for so for all of our uh, our fans that remember you get you being on the show before, you are the co-host of a really cool uh, podcast called Booze and Bourbon, and that's Booze B O O S and Bourbon. Right. Yes. Um, yep. You want to you know tell our new listeners because we have a couple new listeners. Yeah, we uh, got a couple. <laughs> we, have a, we have a go. Like tell them about that podcast and some of the cool stories you guys talk about. Cause I, you know, when I go back and I, I binge you guys' shows, there's always some cool, some really cool places that you guys are talking about and events that you guys are talking about. And to all listeners out there, uh, just go back to whatever podcatcher or whatever platform you're listening to us on and look for that episode. I believe it was titled what, uh, uh, interview with the booze and bourbon girls. It was something where the name was actually in the title. As long as so. you didn't put it, Shane's crush. No, I, I did not that. do that. I was not going to go there. Right. So tell us, so tell our listeners about about this about booze and bourbon. What its, yeah, what its premises so, and what you guys do. So Jen and I have always been very interested in the paranormal ever since like we met each other. It was kind of the the one bonding thing that we would talk about during like work breaks and lunch breaks and all that good stuff. Um, so we both love horror movies. We both love getting scared. Um, Jen is a little bit more on like the slasher side of things where I'm more of like the psychological thriller kind of thing. Um, but anyway, the, the two personalities bring together this, fun i guess i guess you'd say it's like a fun spin on a spooky topic uh we typically try a new whiskey for every show we try to at least um and yeah we pick different topics it's either a location or um for instance a weird topic like things that crawl on the ceiling kind of thing so um the the beginning of the show we kind of you know get reestablished. Like, how was your week? You know, little small talk stuff. Then we get into the bourbon for a few minutes and then we get into the storytelling. So, um, typically we just go back and forth with different stories regarding that topic or place. And we try to have fun with it. What, what are some of your favorite, uh, episodes that you guys have done on that, uh, on that podcast? Because I know you like to do a lot of research. Uh, yeah, for sure. And just, um, for, and just for the record, yeah. I do think Jen looks like she would, in a slasher movie, she would be the surprise person at the end that had killed everybody and nobody suspected it. Just, <laughs> that's crazy I, I, because always, that's, that's her dream. Like her dream oh is to make gosh. it to the very end. Like she yeah. wants to be the girl in the slasher movie to make it to the very end. Well, now you put a twist on it. I think she's the killer. That's what I think. I now, like I'm only saying that because I know she doesn't listen, but, uh, <laughs> but, but that's what I'm thinking is that she would be the actual killer in the end and nobody would expect it. Sweet, yeah. innocent Jen. Mm -hmm. And she's got the knife uh, stuck in her waistband in the back, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd watch. She that can do movie. it. She You'd can do it too because yeah, she's I'd really. I'd watch that movie. Yes. And believe. Hey. And the other thing is, the only salvation that we have is that you guys have already done the bourbon thing. Because if Jason and the judge had their way, they this would be <laughs> enjoying bourbon in the shadows. This yes. would, that would. would gotcha. That would be so thank you for saving. Good idea. For saving us. 
No problem. No problem at all. So back to what I asked. What what are some of your favorite episodes uh, that you researched and talked about? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, obviously Oak Island, but if you know me, you know, I like Oak Island. Well, we're going to get to Oak Island. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a lot of like, when I look back at the episodes, I do really enjoy producing the show and editing and stuff. So when I think about shows that I really loved, I think about the ones that I put a lot of effort into. So one of those would be like our, our top, our top based on a true horror movies. And another one would probably be the Thunderbird Lodge. It's a really interesting story. Oh, I love that one. I did love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's a really good one. And oh my God, when you've got 110 under your belt, it's like, how do you choose? I don't know what else. I, I can't even think of what else. There's so many. Well, they're, they're all your babies, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, well, for Thunder, sure. That Thunderbird Lodge one. Yeah, I, I and I think you may not remember. I mean, I sent you a, a message after that because that play that sent me on a little trip down the rabbit hole to check that out. I mean, it was fat. It, first of all, anytime you're talking about people that are so fabulously wealthy that you can't really wrap your head around it, and especially back in the when did that take place? Like the 20s, 30s, or 40s, or somewhere yeah. around there. And yeah. um, it it. I just love, I, I kind of love it because it seems so glamorous. You know what I'm saying? Right. It seems very glamorous uh, in that day and age, you know, and how opulently they lived and spent the money. And and the stories that were, uh, that came out of that one were, were just cool. I mean, I, I thought, know. I thought. The exotic pets and all that great stuff. Another one, too, I have to say would be um, the Bridgewater Triangle episode we did with Maddie Blake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it's very intriguing talking about cryptozoology in a place that's not too far away from here either. Yeah. We're now for our listeners. Do you want to tell them about the Bridgewater triangle and 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 what you guys discussed yeah so um what was really intriguing was if anybody doesn't know who maddie blake is he's uh somebody who's definitely involved in the paranormal world he has um he did have a podcast uh previously now he has a new one that's called p is for paranormal and he is also uh host of a show that's called Drilling Down. It's a spinoff of The Curse of Oak Island. And there's also another show that he has a part of Oak Island with, and it's called Beyond Oak Island. And so to be able to talk to him, it's pretty cool in itself. But um, he's had his own really strange personal experiences as well. So in that episode, we talked about, you know, maybe seeing a Sasquatch. We talked about how strange it is that all these people have gone missing, especially in and around national parks in the United States. Um, And we talked about his own personal paranormal experiences too. And not just cryptozoology, but more like deceased relatives. So it's a super cool episode. He is so incredibly smart. He has a great voice. So if you're looking to dive into something that's like an hour long, definitely go check that episode out. I think I encourage all of our listeners. Cause yeah, yeah. I, I, 
in fact, before I came in town, I finished watching the episode of Drilling Down from last from last night. Mm. I think where he mm-hmm. talked to uh, uh, the Blankenship. Uh, and I want to see it. It's just that in Canada, everything comes out on Sunday instead of Tuesday, so I have to wait. Mm. Oh, jeez. Mm, it was a great episode. It was a great episode. <laughs> it showed a lot of the behind, uh, some of the story that you probably know from living up there and, and having a little bit of a connection to the whole Oak Island uh, situation that I didn't know. You know, like how the island uh, got to be owned by his father and how he, um, you know, what happened to him as far as his stroke that he had and, mm-hmm. and stuff. It was, it was really, it was a really cool episode. I don't want to ruin it for you. Yeah. No spoilers, please. <laughs> but it's, it's cool. It's cool to see that behind the scenes stuff that, uh, you know, is not shown on television and, um, the, the, the real story behind the story, I guess. So, right. so yeah, so, there you go, Jason. There's another reason to be jealous of these guys. They got to talk to, to Matty Blake. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. We uh, we might be someday, able to you can do it. cure someday, some guests like that. Someday yeah. when we grow up, we'll get to talk yeah. to Matty Blake. Yeah, when we're big boys, we can do that. <laughs> okay. You guys are too humble. Stop. So, so, what, so what is, while we're on the subject of Oak Island, what's going on yeah. in Oak, Oak Island? Because now, did you get to do... Now, last time we talked to you, I think you were going to um, be part of some water. You were going to skip her a boat, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, tourism sucked this year (laughs) and we didn't have any American tourists. So I just kind of did the film thing for the majority of the summer. Um, I did spend some time on some of Tony Sampson's boats and um, I did get to do a couple of tours. And we did have some weird things happen, not going to lie. Um, they have this this saying of an Oak Island Triangle, like the Bermuda Triangle. And sure enough, some weird things happened when we were out there. Um, the GPS started making weird noises, so we stopped the boat. We pinned where the GPS was going crazy. And Tony has like 14 different markings of that same area. So he totally believes that there's something um, just off of the Boulderless Beach, if you're familiar with where that is on Oak Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So whether or not it's a shipwreck or it's some sort of like metal anomaly, What's also really weird is this summer, I doubt anybody's going to see it on the Curse of Oak Island, but it was very real in Tony's life. Um, He was taking a cruise out and he saw something kind of like black and shiny. So he stopped his boat, reversed back up to it. And it was a capsized, small, little, tiny outboard engine fishing boat. And the guy was drowning. And uh, he didn't have a life jacket on or anything like that. So Tony saved this man's life. And it was in that Oak Island Triangle area. Wow. Holy yeah. smokes. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, it's crazy. So, so, so what, um, what is, you know, I mean, we haven't got to the end of the season on the television But do you have any insight to anything that on land they may have uh, come across or discovered that you? No, 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 seriously. No. Um, I mean, you twist Maddie Blake's arm. I mean, what's the point (laughs) of that? Right. No, it it was weird. I, 
I was upset because I was supposed to be on the show and I couldn't be in two places at one time. So I missed my opportunity to sit next to Alex Lagina on a boat with him, with him, Tony and Jack. So that sucks. So, uh, yeah, I don't have much for you, unfortunately. What are, what, are, what are we doing? And we're doing something wrong here. We're not, like we're not of, getting opportunities like that. I know, kidding. <laughs> Holy smokes. Maybe we I, just have started, to... I just started getting my diving courses under my belt, so I might have a better chance of helping Tony out more this year. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna become a licensed diver? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. See, this is that's that's why I can't do it because I can't. I would never. You never do that. No. Can we get the judge in a wetsuit and get him to go down there and just the mental picture that you <laughs> painted um, of trying to get you <laughs> look like a seal. Listen, I a think, seal with a beard. I think trying to get the wetsuit off the judge would like be trying to peel a coconut with your bare hands. Listen, getting a wetsuit off is a full-on workout, regardless of what size you are. It's insane. <laughs> I bet. Well, because they have to, they have to be so tight. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It's understandable. So yeah, what? so I mean, in terms of Oak Island, I I honestly don't have any like juicy stories, which really sucks. It was pretty quiet for a long time. I mean, they they didn't really start doing much on the island until like July. So you know, typically they're there at the very beginning of May, so they would have had two months under their belt typically, but they didn't. And so I think a lot of it was more or less research. They're, uh, it was kind of a surprise to me when I started seeing caissons go on the island because I actually wasn't expecting it at all this season. But, you know, we just keep seeing things unfold every week when we watch the show. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it is amazing to me. I mean, I remember reading about Oak Island probably when I was – seven or eight yep. and it was one of those stories like I totally understand how you know Marty and those guys got you know they read this they read the article what 1965 Reader's Digest I believe yeah the same one that yep. Dan Blankenship that read which is kind of a weird coincidence that got him there in the mm -hmm. first place and uh it, it's one of those mysteries that man I would love, of course, those guys would too. I'd love to see some kind of answers. I mean, I think there's yeah, enough. There's enough stuff there to. I mean, you can't deny that there. There's a lot of stuff that went on in that island. Yeah, definitely. You can't deny that. And I don't. Not being a world traveler, I can't. I can't like get it through my head as why that place there. I mean, do you have an yeah. insight from living there as to like how we're situated as to why it would be the opportune place to hide a treasure for seemingly more than one generation of, of, uh, you know, treasure barriers, depositors. Now, you know, that, that's a good question. I mean, what makes that locale strategically perfect that you got not – one, but multiple yeah, cause it seemed, treasures. It seems like, you know, if we were talking like the Knights Templar, and then you're talking right. mm -hmm. about um, what the British, right? They think the British, or pirates, and then the British mm -hmm. all, all occupied the island or deposited stuff there over the years. What You know, it's not like... Uh, there was Twitter back then. So, hey, no, exactly. <laughs> so there's a couple. There's a couple of really strange things. 
Um, that would make sense if you were a depositor. Um, first of all, there's like 300, well, back, back about 250 years ago, there were 365 islands in Mahone Bay. And Mahone Bay is definitely within a, a regular shipping channel if you were going from Europe down to the Caribbean or anything. And then the other thing you got to think about is it wasn't Columbus. It wasn't, you know, these early Euro European explorers. Like if you want to go back to like the 1600s, it was the Vikings that were here first. We have a couple of Viking settlements. One is in Newfoundland, and it seems that there's one at the tip of Nova Scotia in Yarmouth. There's um, carvings and sort of some evidence pointing towards that. So if the Vikings knew about it, they probably told other people about it. Yeah, that just it, that just makes you wonder, like, how quickly would that spread? Like, I I just can't wrap my head around like back in those days. Hey, there's this little island. Mm -hmm. um, mm. You'll know it when you see. It. <laughs> you'll know it. When right. You see it. I mean, it's not like there's a billboard out front. You know, I I just it blows my mind. Well, maybe that's the whole thing. It's so so Kim. The interesting thing is is that. Oak Island was two islands yes. at one point, right? I mean, they they've yeah. pretty much concluded that that they were joined together. It's a man-made type of, you know, the swamp or whatever, you know. Which, yeah. So, I mean, who does that? And what, and what was the purpose? You know? Well, I don't, I don't know, but I'll tell you what I do know. I don't know entirely, but I'll tell you what I do know. Okay. So this time last year, um, COVID wasn't really too much of a thing and people were still traveling. It wasn't until next month, March, that people weren't traveling. So this one day I was driving in Mahone Bay and uh, I was like, oh, to my coworker, we need to stop because we were doing cold calls and stuff. We were just stopping in at businesses. I was like, oh, we need to go to this one place in Mahone Bay. So we went there and then I was like, after we can go to the mug and anchor and have a drink and be done with our work day. So we went into the mug and anchor, which, as you know, is a very, um, very hot spot with the crew of the Curse of Oak Island. Yes. And when we approached the door, it said filming in progress but like you're still allowed in. So I'm like, okay, perfect. Cool. We'll go in and we'll see what we can eavesdrop on. So the whole crew <laughs> was there. Uh, Marty wasn't there, but Rick was there. Uh, and the other person that wasn't there was Gary Drayton, but Maddie Blake was there. And uh, my coworker and I, we just kind of sat in the corner and we were having a beer and this guy came over and I thought he was going to get us to sign a non-disclosure agreement, but he didn't. He just wanted our names so that we could, agree that we would be on camera should the camera pan over our way. Anyway, to make a long story short, uh, they were all sitting around one table and Jack and Dr. Spooner were having a disagreement. And the disagreement was about the swamp and who was there. And Jack was like, hey, so I really want you to tell me that it was the Knights Templar. So I need you to date this around the 1300s. I'm like, what are they talking about? What they were talking about. And I don't know because, you know, the magic of television, um, they were talking about a paved area, whether it's this paved area that they're currently talking about or the other portion of the paved area that Tony found in the swamp last year. Anyway, they're talking about sticks 
that were wedged in between the stones in the paved area. And they were saying that the carbon dating on those wooden sticks was dating back to the 1100s. So whoever built that paved area was using wood from the 1100s. But to make things weirder, Dr. Spooner said that that type of wood is not found anywhere in North America. So they, so somebody brought the wood with them or at least, or used the ship that they. Right. Uh-huh. right there you go. Yeah. They had to have used the ship. Well, because that's one of the theories is that they brought the ship in between those islands. Mm-hmm sunk, unloaded what was ever on the ship and then sunk the ship, right? Mm-hmm. And that the ship is, there's supposedly a ship buried beneath the swamp. And they, yeah. Wow. Like 50 feet down or something. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That is, I know. <laughs> that is crazy. I know. I walked away and I was like, I can't believe I just heard that. And nobody made me sign anything. That's nuts. Wow. And, and here now the, 17 people now that we have listening have all got the inside <laughs> scoop on the wood in the stone structure at the swamp on Oak Island dating from the 1100. That's that's crazy. So the, yeah. there again, who who is that coming over in the 1100s? You know, right? do you really think the Vikings came over and buried something on Oak Island? I mean, probably not. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. Because I just, yeah. they don't seem to me like the kind of people that need to hide something. They just no, take. They and, just take. <laughs> right. They just <laughs> pillage villages. Um, no, but it seems like when you talk about like the architecture and the structures and all that type of thing that's on Oak Island, it doesn't match up to Vikings. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I know. Crazy. Well, so I, there you go. There's there's some food for thought with well, Oak Island. Well, I, I knew I had something. I knew. I had no doubt. Jason, I had no doubt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, well, I can't wait for you to get back in uh, in the boat, you know, and, yeah, me and too. really get, you know, grease them for some more information that we can then grease you for. You know? Right. Yeah. Now, before, now, I, I really want to talk about your brand new project that I have thoroughly enjoyed and our listening audience who at the beginning of this episode, uh, we kind of made fun of the judge. Jason, do we apologize for that? Yes, we do. Okay. Well, as long as one (laughs) of us do, the judge was made his finally showed up. He was able to pull away from don't pay the ransom. I got away. Don't pay the (laughs) ransom. He got away. All right. But the judge and I were talking about this new project you got. It's called, it's a new podcast called, a girl named whiskey. And do you tell our listening audience about this podcast, where they can find it, what it's all about. And then we're going to start talking about this, uh, about some of the stories you've had on. Yeah, sure. So it was definitely a creative experience for me. I, um, I really enjoy, I think I said earlier, I really enjoy editing podcasts. So that's fun to me. So I wanted to find, a project for me to just sort of have fun and be a little bit more creative with. And, you know, COVID's been really good for diving down rabbit holes, which I've done many times. And I'm the type of person who just has a very curious personality. And so between like TikTok and YouTube and 
all of the other perhaps maybe false information that you can find on the web, um, I started to piece together what I could find and what was really intriguing. And I was like, you know, I'm going to create a false character. So Whiskey is her name and she's a detective and she is a little bit scared of the authorities thinking that maybe they're going to come after her at some point for knowing too much. Um, but the very first episode was probably the one that intrigued me the most to get this ball rolling. Um, I was helping one of my friends out with one of her podcasts that she just launched about two months ago. And I was like, Hey, I've had this idea. I've been playing around with it for about a year. And I said, I'll, I'll send you some audio of what I've started. And then I sent her like 15 minutes and she was like, I am floored. I need you to continue doing this because I don't know what to do with myself. I need, I need you to keep going. I'm like, all right, all right. That's good inspiration. So it was that first episode that I came up with, which was all about princess Diana that really, uh, made this thing happen. And I will concur that, uh, it was a great episode. And thanks. Uh, I, I mean, there was, there was some really cool thing and we'll get into like where you went to find some of this stuff. Cause you mentioned TikTok. Now yeah. TikTok is not the first place that I think, well, I'm going to go and, uh, you know, check out some stuff on conspiracy theories. TikTok's mm-hmm. not the play, first place I'm going. Is that like no. a new platform that people are using to to get the word out about some of this stuff? Or I, mean, I to think me, it's so. Just kids, to me, it's just kids lip syncing and dancing. Is all I right. You I just need to. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just need to start liking the right videos, and you'll fall into a whole whatever kind of genre you're looking for, whether it's like food and drink TikTok or conspiracy TikTok. And I have found conspiracy TikTok. Yeah, their algorithm starts to learn what you like. Yeah. yeah. That explains things. I'll <laughs> <laughs> just stop right there. Thank you. Thank you for stopping right there. So what was um, what was the most interesting? So you obviously had some interest in the whole Princess Diana conspiracy. Yeah. What was the most interesting thing that you... Um, discovered because I, this last episode, uh, one of the last episodes you started talking about, you must've found something else. And I had to look and see, um, wait, am I listening to the first episode again? And I, um, was it the Glee episode that you yeah, mentioned I think so. that you had found yeah. something else? So what was, yeah. the, what was the most interesting, uh, little details that you found, uh, out about the whole Diana conspiracy? Well, realistically, I always thought that the whole Diana conspiracy was the fact that she was murdered. I didn't think that there would be another twist of it in the fact that she might still be alive. And so once I started to dig a little bit further, the amount of people that have come forward and talked about Diana being alive or people seeing her even like within the royal family's estates is crazy. And she always has the same mannerisms towards people, which is also very strange. And she kind of like lets the guard down if the person is like a teen or younger. She'll kind of like wink at them if they're like, hi, Diana. And she kind of like winks and she's like, hi. And then her footmen or security guards always seem to whisk her away. So it's very interesting. See, I'm not sure of that because people see claim to see Denzel Washington at the courthouse all the time. 
It's, it's Jesus. <laughs> it's just Jesus. And, I, and someone came yes. up and said, and he winked at him like all, you know, you know coy-like. I'm like, Jesus, wow. man. Wow. I thought it was James yeah. Harden with the beard. Oh. I know what it was. Well. Denzel Washington. <laughs> he carries Denzel Washington's picture in his wallet, so I figured that's why. Oh God! And now is that just another conspiracy theory? It could be. It's kind of like the time Can I saw the ghost of your integrity walking around. You do an episode on does Denzel Washington see? <laughs> the question is: Has anybody ever Crawford seen County Denzel Courthouse. Washington and Jason in the same room? Ooh, Ooh. there's a conspiracy. There it is. Conspiracy. Uh, that oh. ranks right up there about the McRib. Oh, What's a conspiracy about the McRib? That's a we real do not have product. a long enough show to oh. get into. You were going down the rabbit hole. There you go. Hey, there you go, Kim. Are you? Did you write that down? The McRib conspiracy. McRib. Yes. Yes. I just wrote it. <laughs> so, the Princess Diana. You know, if she's still alive. Why did she fake her death? And, and if she did it because she wanted anonymity or wanted to escape the public light, why would you creep around in England where people would recognize you? Why wouldn't you go to like Bora Bora or someplace like that where nobody have any idea who you are? Yeah. Well, she apparently crept over to Nova Scotia on a private resort where people probably aren't going to find her. Um, but I, I kind of, but isn't Nova Scotia part of the, a part of the, um, what do they call it? Uh, not the British Empire. Come on, Jason. The controlled provinces. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying. Of, yeah, like Canada. Of, they're, I, can't, yeah. I can't think of it either, but I know, I know the exactly name escapes me. Yeah. The yeah. monarch? No, it's, yeah. there's a word for it that, that you're part of something. But yeah. but Nova Scotians, so if you're part of that whole British Empire yeah. thing, I can't believe they would. It's like Australia. Australia yes. and Canada and Australia, yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know exactly why she is kind of creeping around every now and then, but maybe the decision was forced upon her and she's kind of like being that sort of like bad teen and rebellious teen. And is like, haha, I can still, you know, kind of escape every now and then. Look, I could, I could totally, I could totally buy the fact that she was unhappy with the scrutiny yeah. that was being placed upon her. There's no escape. She was never going to escape it, no matter what she did. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can see her just saying, hey, look, I want out the the crown. Them saying, yeah, we'd probably be better off if you well, weren't out doing this. Yeah, I mean, the embarrassment, I mean, you got to realize, the embarrassment of the crown, she's running around basically being the, the plaything of, of billionaire playboys, you know? Yeah, I yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't sit well. No. With it's you know maybe today in modern terms people are a little more. You the know, the crazy that. thing is though she wasn't the first. You know what well, was it Prince Edward or whoever? He's the Duke became the Duke married. Uh, oh gosh, what's her name that was yeah, divorced twice? Man, what, what, there's yeah. a double standard when it comes to women. There's just there just always has been, especially I mean the stuffy monarchy. You know the 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 royals over there. I mean they worry about you know. Uh, Do not and, offend our English listeners. No, I'm, I'm not. But but they know because they're obsessed with the royals. They're obsessed about yeah. you know what what color of yeah. of, of shoes did one of these uh, one of the kids of Princess Diana's wives wear? You know, what I mean, so they they dedicate all, like crazy stuff like that. They're they're obsessed with that stuff, and so I think that you know running around basically, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, basically being a plaything for billionaire playboys and, and stuff like that really was a black eye 
on the uh, on the whole royal family thing because I mean keep in mind even though her and Charles were split she still is the mother of these kids that one sooner day, or later yeah. one day could be sitting on the throne and I don't think they like like Dodi Al Fayed was I mean he's nowhere near as handsome as Jason I mean <laughs> I mean he's not a handsome man infused him with Denzel Washington well no but but you know the thing about it is it's it's you know go back to like uh you know Jackie uh Kennedy ended up you know yeah you know they 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 basically they're pretty girls and they end up with these not so attractive really really rich older guys and um it doesn't look right to I mean to proper society right mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's a big old question mark and i i think what's even stranger and what i didn't realize until i really dove into this is her and Dodie were not together for very long it was like two and a half weeks when she died yeah i i you mentioned that in the podcast i was like whoa i didn't i didn't realize that either now obviously there probably had been some prior um you know they had had to have known each other a little bit prior before they. she knew his father but they only ever really met once on her on his father's yacht and that was like maybe a month previous to them dating so what so what do you think do you think she's I mean, what do you, what's your probability that she's still alive? I, I don't know. I would like to think that she's still alive. Um, some crazy people on TikTok um, think that she's going to come forward in year 2021. But I don't I mean, know. If about she was going to come forward, 2020 would have been the year. You right? know, the, the, here's the thing, though. And, and I don't want to be the naysayer and burst anybody's bubble about this. Yeah, you do. When, when it's, when but it's, I, was, I, I was debating a guy about, about whether Elvis was still alive. And I said, I know he's dead. And they said, well, how do you know that? I said, it's real simple. Nobody fakes their death on the toilet. <laughs> you know, you, you, right. you know and, and so, you know, Elvis, you know, he, he was That's drug addict. That's the genius of it. No, though. it's not. That is the genius. It's, I mean, dude, Elvis, <laughs> Elvis was a drug addict. And as we all know, you take, you take opiates, you become constipated. Mm-hmm. So there he is sitting on the toilet and, and, yep. and, and for the love of dignity, the guy has a heart attack while trying to pass a hard stool. <laughs> oh, I mean, nobody nobody says that's how I'm going to fake my death. Yeah, nobody so, would do that. Nobody would do that. Be like, death. you know, Elvis. Yeah. You know, Elvis died. You know, skydiving. He was he was <laughs> he was uh, fighting a shark in the Indian Ocean. God, we lost him. Not but pooping. but with but with Princess Diana, it's the same thing. I mean, if you're going to fake her death, a high speed chase through a tunnel just isn't the way to do it. You, you do it that she was out on a yacht because keep in mind, you know, these guys got these billionaires have all these yachts, all the yacht caught listen, on fire. I think you need to listen to the podcast. I the probably, I probably the will. There's a theory about why it's yeah, in a tunnel That's right. and who was there 30 seconds after it happened. Yeah, but man, there's a, it's a car accident and there's, there's so many people. I mean, an airplane, go, like, like uh, the Kennedy kid, you know, he was flying up there to Martha's vineyard and the plane goes down the storm. Nobody can prove anything. I mean, there's people say he was killed. They killed him. But the point is, your plane goes down in the ocean. A yacht burns up at sea. There's no body. It's easy. It's clean. You don't have to have a bunch of people in on it. I mean, to do the fake death in the tunnel, you got to kind of have a bunch of people in on it. And and I don't know. I just I think people would be hard for people to keep keep something like that. But yeah, we have how many millions of people think election was fraudulent? 
Probably was. Oh, exactly. Every third world country, it's that way. What are you talking about? It's a lot of a lot of people have got proof, you know, and whatever. Yeah. So, but I will say this: I am thoroughly convinced that Tupac is still alive somewhere. Are you? Yeah, and and it was. I mean, I I thought that was a great episode. And I think that's kind of. I think there's a more plausibility because he had a body double uh, uh, who you know who. It rode around. The, it, it wasn't, wasn't him. It wasn't the same size at all. Right. I mean, that was the, uh, and he has the connection. Where Where is his aunt in Cuba? Yeah. His aunt is in Cuba. And that's, yep. you know, she's been exiled, not been able to come back to the United States. Those guys States. have so much money. They, they could be anywhere in the world. I think he made more money after he died, after he, and I'm using my air quotes again, died than he did before well that was the whole thing with the beatles remember they 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 leaked out that paul was dead and their record sales went through the roof <laughs> right you know i don't think i thought i think they were doing all right before that yeah but <laughs> maybe uh, you know. i heard that the uh that tupac had a lot of albums that came out after his after oh yeah his oh yeah 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 I mean, he, he was did. making more music after he yeah. was dead than that when happens was. A lot, that happens quite a bit i mean is that the cost of their catalogs they have beforehand yeah. Okay. yeah and what happens is is when like you go in to do a record okay and say it's 15 songs right okay you probably do 20 or 25 and all that stuff's on tape some somebody dies. They go back, clean it and up, they go edit back it. and 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 reproduce the stuff they didn't use. And people hunger so much for somebody like Tupac or especially Elvis any type or, of new material. Yeah, any type Prince. I mean Prince when he died, yeah. they had a hundred. Like they said, he had a hundred albums worth of stuff. Yeah, that's what I heard. I, I read that somewhere, and yeah. he said he had. Yeah, yeah it was said so it those was guys that are in the studio songs. and they don't they don't use all the tracks and. So the the estate wants to keep making money, which is sure right, wrong, or indifferent, and it's that's an easy thing to do. And the fans fans uh, eat that up. So now, what can you let us in on any of your future episodes, like any of the subjects that you might be discussing? Besides yeah, so I'm. Well, besides the McRib, besides the McRib and the Denzel Washington body, yeah, <laughs> body double. Okay. I'm definitely going to dive in more um, about celebrities um, and people who have had very mysterious deaths. So I've, you know, kind of kept that theme through the first four episodes, and I'm going to do the same. And it's only going to be eight episodes this season. I just want to see how it's going. I mean, if people want more after it, then I will make more. But it's more of a creative outlet than um, like booze and bourbon because booze and bourbon is just it's always there and comes out weekly. And this one's more of a biweekly. And I only have so much time too, right? So what about oh. the Natalie Wood? Who killed Natalie Wood? Yeah, that's a really interesting. That'd be a good story. one. Did you see? I believe they just reopened that investigation. They did. You know, yeah. Christopher Walken was on that yacht that night. Yes. Yeah. That's a great. Yeah. Once again, easy to kill somebody in a yacht. <laughs> right. Did you ever see the movie Death on the Nile? Is that no. the Natalie Wood story? <laughs> no, but Gail Godot's in it. I'm a big Gail Godot fan. So they're doing a remake, and so. Oh, God. But there you go. You're on a boat. You're on water. It's easy to kill people. Get rid of bodies. No, brother. Oh, brother. Jason yeah. said I'm here nodding his head because he knows. <laughs> I was just thinking of he's he's like Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Supposedly they plopped him over in the international waters. Yeah, that's the other one. The Osama bin Laden. Is he <laughs> really dead? Yeah. Is he really dead? I mean, we never saw his body. Never saw that's a picture right. of it. 
And they gave just sort of at, did a at sea burial. Yeah, there. sea burial. Come on. True. I don't know. Very true. Oh, the other one that really fascinates me is the Elisa Lamb story. You guys know about that one? Mm, which one? No. There's there's a whole paranormal me. side of yeah. that one too. The Cecil Hotel. Okay. You guys know about the Cecil Hotel? Mm, no. I'm trying to Okay, think. so I don't think so. American no. Horror Story basi- basically um based their hotel season on this place. So the Cecil Hotel is in like Skid Row, LA. And oh, uh, the Night yes. Stalker, he lived there for quite some time. Anyway, a lot of people in the, in the water tower. Yeah. Oh, so okay. she was a Canadian exchange student actually and was going through some really tough times with her mental health. And the weirdest part though is the footage that they have of her on the elevator. She's doing these really wild things with her hands, and it looks like she's talking to somebody, but there isn't anybody else there. And they can't really seem to figure out how she got herself into the water tank on the top roof. Um, Like, I guess the the lid to the water tank is way too heavy for her to even attempt to lift. It's very strange. Well, I think think the big thing was is even if she could get in, how did she close the lid behind her? Because mm. once you get into the water, there's no, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There's no, you have yeah. no leverage to get that, to get that closed. Yeah. You yeah. know, the other one that I'm, I'm, I've always been fascinated with is, is the John Benet Ramsey case. That one, yeah. I've read books on it. I've, I've watched the TV specials on it. I have my own theory, but we don't have time for that. And Would it has will? nothing to do with the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I mean, there's. There's some, there, very, there's some things about that case that yeah. just really, really, really doesn't make sense. Uh, listen, I, the more uh, cons- conspiracy theory podcasts and, and, and stuff that I listen to, the more you realize is how so many of the police departments and sheriff's departments were just ill-equipped to right. investigate. Right. Well, they, they run so out and they trample over the crime scene. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, you know, Boulder, Colorado, where like John Benet Ramsey, they hadn't done a murder investigation in when, and so they had nobody trained. They went out, they trampled all over. They didn't separate the parents right away. They they just did everything wrong. And I, the thing is, and they had him hours later. The the detective they left with him, the father, mm-hmm. he they said, go search the rest of the house and see if there's anything we missed. Yeah. Now, why would you send? What? You know, oh and that's yeah, where, terrible. and that's when they. Dis- now, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he's that's he discovered Jean Bonnet. They hadn't discovered her yet. All they had right. was the notes or the note. Well, and you know the th- the thing is, and, and having having been a private practice lawyer, judge, having been involved in the legal system for a long time, um, and sometimes as a lawyer and judge even, but. <laughs> The one thing that I've learned is about about pedophiles. You know, pedophiles are not going to break into a house, sexually assault, and murder a child and leave the child there. That's not their M.O. That's not what they do. There's a whole courtship to molesting a child. And so if if someone if, if it was someone that was a pedophile and they and they seen her at these beauty pageants and target her like like one of these theories is, they would have waited and they would have kidnapped the kid. Because they wanted to keep her. Yeah, they, there's, they want to keep her, and and there's a whole. And I know this sounds really sick and gross, but there's a, there's a there's a whole romance in 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 the perpetrator's mind. Mm-hmm. There there really is, and there's there's a pageantry almost to it, no pun intended, to what they do with these kids. 
And so to simply break into a house and take the kid in the basement, molest the kid, kill the kid, and sneak out is so not. And, and that's why, like, if you if you would look at, uh, oh, like the, the FBI profilers and stuff like that, they would have never, they never considered this as a pedophile situation at all. Because it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the, the modus operandi of any of this stuff. What it, what it fits is somebody who knew the kid, somebody who's in the house with the kid, killed the kid. That's what it fits. Whether on purpose or on, on accident. purpose or not. And, and, you know, and the thing about it is, yeah, you know, they, the, the TV show that they did, like a three-night thing, blamed it on the brother, and he freaked out and threatened to sue him and all this stuff. We're never going to know because they just botched it. I mean, they right. just botched the whole thing. But there's lots. The thing is, there's there's lots of cases out there. So like I just that think we did an episode for you on the John Bonet Ramsey <laughs> thing. So. Amazing, thank you. Well, if you ever want to have me on to, to talk about it, I actually, I mean, I could. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but <laughs> but it's fascinating. I read I read the books and watched the specials and stuff like that. But uh, but my brother, um, was in Texas. I think it was. And uh, for a trial team competition, because my brother and I, we both went to the University of Akron. We both were on something called the trial team where you traveled all over the country and tried mock trials and things like that. And he was uh, he was in Texas for a mock trial competition and ran into the lawyer for the Ramseys. Are you had, kidding? No, no. Had a long conversation with him about it. Yeah. That's for another conversation. Yeah. That's very interesting. Unfortunately, nothing we can share. Well, I mean, not. I mean, well, they basically said they didn't do it. I mean, I mean, they confessed to my brother, and no, no, they said they didn't do it. Said they didn't do it. But there were some interesting things about that conversation. You know, my brother, you know, was a very, very skilled trial lawyer and a really good cross examiner, and interesting dialogue. He got me to crumble at least three or four times, and that was just out in public. There you go. Not even on on the stand. So. So what's well, exciting? I mean, I mean, another podcast with the, the explore the yeah. unknown. You know, the That's unknown. Right. You know, the, the unknown can be cryptids and, and ghosts and paranormal stuff, or it can be real life things. Well, there's just mean, as well. I mean, it just goes to show you. There's just as much unknown conspiracy wise about mm-hmm. stuff that mm-hmm. is hiding in the woods or flying in the sky or right. the person right across. Right across right. the table, you know. There's, right. there's all yeah. kinds. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.